so it's party time, Mom, and uh, <laughs> Tuesday, 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 which, as we know, is, of course, Monday's hangover. Um, I feel good. I feel good. I look good. I feel good. You want to be good. You try to play good. You think you play good. I think we played pretty good. Uh, the Puppet Master Mark, the Perfectionist, Super Chris Cruz. We dropped the Mario. We dropped it. Uh, at the helm, driving the mothership into the nether regions of all things insanity here in Studio 22. Let me tell you what I did. I messed up talking about my mom. I bought her a television. So I, I was talking to my mother on the phone the other day, and um, her TV's kind of on the blink, and, and she doesn't have a, a, a remote. It's not working for it, working right for it. And I said, because uh, I was talking to her, I bought her some My Patriot Supply, right? You don't want your mom starving, you know, when, the, when everything goes downhill. <laughs> so, I, you know, she doesn't, ask, she doesn't want any of this stuff. She didn't ask for it. But I'm like, I'm, I'm a doting son, all right? Got to take care of your mom. So I bought her. And believe it or not, you know, these companies that we advertise, they don't just send us stuff. They don't just give us stuff for free. We're customers as well. And, and by the way, for those of you who don't know this, and Chris can attest to this very wholeheartedly, uh, we don't agree to every sponsor that comes on this show. We, the ones who offer to come and be a part of this show, we don't always agree to it because it may not be a product we believe in. It may not be something that we can you know, push and really, you know, it's not something that we would use. My Patriot Supply, though, I personally shop with them. So anyway, I sent my mother some food. She was telling me about, I was telling her about that, and she was telling me about her TV. I said, well, I'm sending you the food. I want to send you a TV. I'm a nice son, Chris. And so anyway, she, uh, she said, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, I did it. All right. I didn't tell her I was doing it. I just did it. Well, stupid me, because I do things driving down the street. Don't hold that against me. Uh, I, <laughs> I entered my address for the shipping address. I flipped the billing address and the shipping address. I mean, it's still, I paid for it, but I put my mother as a shipping address, me as the billing address. So the TV shows up at my place, and I'm like, well, okay, I could return this thing or not. But what I'm doing is uh, uh, I just shipped her another one. I bought her another one. So now I bought two TVs, all right? This is how smart I am. Uh, and here I was giving Trump down the road yesterday. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so I got this TV sitting around. It's a 50-inch Vizio TV. And I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it away. And so if you go to my watchchad.com or prayth13s.com, whatever, um, for everybody that enters, they get entered into an opportunity to win that television just this week. So um, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do some more promos like that. We'll see. But I just want to give the TV to somebody. So anybody is anybody. Anybody. Anybody, including the two humans in this room, yeah. as long as they purchase something from either of those websites. Yeah, if you go to prayth13s.com or just my store, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because we try to push chat on Blaze here. But if you can shop on my store, for every T-shirt you buy, you get 30 entries. Uh, and, and we'll draw it on Friday. You know, Friday night sometime. We'll see. But anyway, I, the point of that story is I'm stupid. That, that's the issue. And uh, Chris is over there shopping right now. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I do dumb things like this. I'm a, I'm a well-meaning, generous person, but sometimes I do dumb things. Uh, anyway, appreciate you guys being here with us on Tuesday, hanging out with us. And I do want you guys to sign up at blazetv.com slash Chad. I want you to use promo code MORECHAD. That'll save you money. And if you go shopping at uh, chadonblaze.com, I want you to use the promo code CHAD10 
anywhere on the shop.blaze site that that'll get you 10 percent off just use chad 10 i know promo codes are everywhere and um what do we want to talk about oh let's let's you know let me get right into this before it's just old news so we're in the easter season we're in the easter season uh we're coming up on uh easter week or i'm sorry easter sunday and uh, i heard this on glenn beck's glenn beck's program hello america uh it, this lady offered a prayer i guess she was the pastor or whatever she was this is the most ridiculous thing it's long it's two minutes long so we may edit it here this is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard in my life mark hasn't heard this yet if you haven't heard it buckle up this is the most sacrilegious thing just just play the clip oh god of pronouns God of pronouns. We give praise to the Great One, the one who was identifiable as God. I am what I am, you say, the great they. The great they. The incarnate he and she. He and she. The God of trans being. Trans beings. Impregnating Mary, fathering God, breastfeeding God of many breasts. Breastfeeding God of you many shadow, breasts. You shatter all stereotypes making every single person male and female. Male and female, intersex, non-binary, in your image. Okay. Exactly in your image. Exactly. Spectrum, rainbow God, who put your promise for non-violence in the symbol for queer love before humanity knew, because you knew. Mm -hmm. who had Joseph who could not sleep with a woman in a beautiful lady's cloak, perhaps of rainbow colors, before we knew, you knew. God of pronouns who said, you can call me he or she or they, whatever makes you feel closest to me. Okay. Invisible and visible God, on this day, where visibility and celebration Belated, belatedness, affirmation, and acceptance is the bare minimum. Mm. Remind us that you are the God of pronouns. Okay. So you affirm and you celebrate them. Do you? God of Saul, Paul, Simon, Isaac, Jacob, Isaac, Simon, Peter, Abram, and Sarai, and Abraham, and Sarah. God of Joseph, of the coat of many colors, of the Ethiopian eunuch, of the Virgin Mary, God of all found families in the Bible, mm. remind us that you affirm us in our full identi identity, name, pronoun, found family, all of it. For this, we give you thanks and praise to the great I am, the great they them. There you go. The great they them. You know, folks can say a lot of things about me um, in terms of the way I communicate things or my abrasiveness, my abruptness, my rough around the edges persona, uh, my apt towards uh, crude humor, maybe. Um, yeah. But I will say this. I'm reasonably sound theologically. When it comes down to it, I'm reasonably sound theologically. Uh, I, I don't believe in proof texting. 
Uh, I don't believe in taking things out of their context. I mean, when you proof text, that's that's usually when you're taking you pull a verse out of the Bible to make it mean what you want it to mean. Okay, you can't take scripture out of its context and just apply meaning to it. All right. Uh, for instance, you know, the Bible says in the Psalms, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Well, if I take the phrase out, there is no God, I could say, you know, the Bible says there is no God. All right. That's 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 proof texting right there. That's taking it out of its context. Um, you, you know, I believe in exegesis, taking what's in the scripture out of the scripture, not eisegesis, where you read your opinions into it. This is eisegesis, okay? This is when she says, you have called yourself he, she, they, them. No, 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 no. You know, the one who identifies as God. God, God is God. That's why he called himself I am. Moses had the audacity in the front of a burning bush that was not consumed to say, what is your name? And God responded by saying, I am. In other words, there's no name. There's just an ever-present, omniscient, omnipotent uh, being that is transcendent to all things you see. I am. I'm not I was. I'm not I will be. I am. I am ever-present. I am now. I am not I will be, I'm not they, I'm not them, I am. So when you take the English language and its ability to, you know, talk about the the first person, second person, third person in reference to someone, you know, this God wasn't dealing in pronouns as we do with the English language. God wasn't talking, he was talking about his being. He wasn't talking about identifying him. That's why when Jesus said to the religious leaders in his day, when they said, you know, they were, they were uh, quizzing him about whether or not he was claiming to be God, they didn't crucify him for being a great teacher. They crucified him on the grounds of blasphemy because he claimed to be God. When he said, before Abraham was, I am. That, that made their jaw hit the floor right there. So before Abraham was I am, he basically called himself Yahweh, which is the tetragrammaton, the, the Y-H-W-H, if you take the vowels out as the Jews did, because God, you know, G-D, or, or you take the vowels out because the name was too holy to be, even be spoken. This was about a being. This was about an existence. This was about the presence of who this being is, not an identifier as a pronoun. That's why, that's why you know, in the, in the Hebrew or in the Greek language, the Old Testament written in the Hebrew, uh, the New Testament written in the Greek, you have the um, the masculine uh, modifiers that are there as pronouns to talk about God, but there's also very feminine things that are used to describe God as well. Talking about you know who who hides his people under his wing, you know that that's a very feminine trait. Talking about nesting and nursing. So so when you talk about God being a man, God is not a man, and God is not a woman. God is God. God is God. He transcends your understanding and our finite ability to describe something that we have no cognitive ability to grasp. So when you start doing stuff like this, this is the height of blasphemy. This is when you start putting God. These are anthropomorphic terms, okay? Anthropos, man, morph to to change into. You're changing God into man. This is, as Chris said off air before, he said, this is taking God's name in vain. 
Right. When, when you curse, when you say where you, you know, somebody does an expletive and they say, oh, Jesus, you know, that, that's there's a whole different meaning between. Should you say those things? No, I don't think you should. You know, and we do those things. We shouldn't, but we do. But that's not what the scripture is talking about in taking God's name in vain. Taking God's name in vain is when you're calling upon him in a way in order to use him but you have no intention whatsoever of serving him. So when you anthropomorphize God, that is when you turn him and you give him human characteristics. Now, the scripture is full of that simply because they knew that there was no way for us to truly understand the nature of God unless we put it in human terms. Those, you have these descriptions that are there. But when you take God and you start anthropomorphizing him into your woke terminology— you're exposing what you really are, and that's a cult. Woke ideology is a cult. They want you to have a secret language. They want you to have a secret way of thinking and doing things. They're not open to ideas. They're not open to free thinking. They're not open to dialogue. They want to immediately condemn you if you don't go right along with their rhetoric. I mean, and if you can see the video, if some of you are listening to this by audio, you know, here's this chick. <laughs> she's leaning on the on the lectern there on the podium and you can tell she could give a rat's ass about this prayer this quote-unquote prayer she's reading she flips the page doesn't even care about it you know and this is this is not a reverential prayer that of an intimate relationship you know where god who when he stands up from his throne the inhabitants of earth pray for the rocks to fall upon them so that they do not have to behold his glory that's not what's going on at that church there is no fear of God. There's no understanding of his glory. There's no embracing of his incredible grace for us as sinners who humbly come to a throne room and bow down in worship and in praise. Now I'm preaching. So it gets me a little bit irked, okay? It gets me a little bit irked when you start taking the woke terminology and you apply it to my God. Because I don't think you and I are worshiping the same God. See, 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 my God is not only loving and merciful, but he's also righteous and just. That's why every day of my life, without fail, every day of my life, there's two things I ask God to give me undeservedly, and that is mercy and grace. Because I know that the righteousness of God cannot cannot comprehend nor excuse the sins of my own heart. And so when we frivolously play with God like that right there, some of that righteous indignation comes out of me. Hey, almost every day we hear about another major corporation that has gone woke, tormenting their employees with leftist propaganda and funding organizations who seem to hate this country's traditional values and the Constitution. That's why I love my guys over at Patriot Mobile. Uh, they're good friends. America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer uh, support. Patriot Mobile shares your values. They support organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. Uh, so I want you to go to patriotmobile.com slash chat, or you can call 972-PATRIOT. You get a free activation when you use 
offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad. Our veterans and our first responders are going to save even more. So I want you to make the switch today. It's time we support those companies that love America, love you, and share your values. We talk about that uh, parallel economy. Here you go. PatriotMobile.com slash Chad. PatriotMobile.com slash Chad or 972-PATRIOT. Right back. Oh, Marco, Marco, Mark. Mark, you went to Liberty University. You um, got a little theological background. Did a little Bible studying. What do you think about that prayer? <laughs> you got to get way over there to the microphone. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. That's uh, pretty strong stuff. Buddy. It was almost, it made so little sense. It was almost hard to get upset about it because you didn't even know where she was getting anything that she was saying from. So it was... <laughs> Almost to the point it was so it was just super confusing, but also yeah. infuriating. So Yeah, just making stuff up. And then you start talking about the identities like you change Sarah to Sarah, Abraham to A or Ab- Abram to Abraham. You know, but that's not why. You you understand that was okay, so so Abram, which was his birth name, has an encounter with God and they put the Yah, which is again Yahweh, I am the ha, they added the ha, Abraham, and I'll slaughter that, but you get my point. That's when God entered his life, God entered his name. The same with Sarah. Whenever Sarah had an encounter with God, God entered her life, God entered her name. So that's the significance of when Simon became Peter, when God entered his life, Jesus said, they have called you Simon, but I will call you Peter, for upon this rock I will build my church. Okay, she she says uh, Isaac and Jacob, and she confused that Isaac and Jacob's sister were two different men. Okay, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob was the son of Isaac, so <laughs> they're two different people. They're not the one person that changed their name because they changed their identity. All right, we're not talking you know binary people. <laughs> Here. So all, all of these people, in fact, anytime you see in Scripture where God changes someone's name, it's because he first changed their nature. And all that's right? exactly the whole point. It yeah. wasn't Abraham, Abram, Sarai, or Jacob. or I, It wasn't them saying, I'm going to call myself this. It was <coughs> the presence of God that says, right. I, God, will call you this because I am in you. Yeah. You completely missed the entire completely missed the it. complete st- entire story of the Old Testament. Yeah, so if so if you're reading about Jacob wrestling with God all night and to the point where he he struggles with God, God touches, you know, the angel of the Lord comes to him, which is a Old Testament um, you know, representation of Christ coming to him and um he touches him in the hip, he dislocates his hip, he walks with a limp for the rest of his life, but he changes his name to Israel. For he wrestled with God and prevailed. And there's the changing of the nature, so there's the changing of the name. Hence, Saul, who goes on to, you know, has Saul of Tarsus, who is a persecutor of the church, you know, murders and martyrs the Christians, and then on the road to Damascus gets knocked off of his horse and has this encounter with Christ. And from that day forward, his name is Paul because it's a change of nature, change of name. Anyway, 
free little free little Bible lesson. I know you know these things, but I like to throw them out there. Um, real quick before we go into another thing that ticks me off, um, Elon Musk, who of course I still believe is a globalist, um, uh, he bought that large share. The the he's the largest shareholder of Twitter. So kind of interesting. This is kind of the thing. Like if you got billions and billions of dollars, this is the kind of cool shit you do. Yeah. Um, did you go in there and just like upset the apple cart? Well, they offered him a position on the board of directors. The problem with going on the board of directors and he can't control anything. You know, I mean, he's, he's he kind of loses his ability to do a hostile takeover. And, you know, it was going to really limit him. So he says, no, nah, I'm not going to be the, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't take over the company if you're on the board of directors. So he basically said, nah, not going to accept that. So here it is. Um, I mean, he, he purchased 9.2% stake in the company for nearly $3 billion. I mean, you don't try blowing that out your nose. Um, so anyway, the uh, they wanted to appoint him and uh, said, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. So we'll see what happens. Maybe, who knows, maybe there is some redemption for Twitter. We'll change its name. We'll call it Titter or something. I don't know. Musker. Isn't that what we said on last week's show? Yes. Call it but Musker. He also said, should Twitter drop the W from oh, its yeah. name? So he did say that over the weekend. Yeah, that's right. I, forget, I knew that was in my head yeah. somewhere from something. Yeah. Which is very interesting because he is, this entire weekend, if you haven't followed Elon on Twitter, it's just him, one, trying to see how much mockness he can throw into Twitter. <laughs> it's just mocking left and right. <laughs> Titter. <laughs> anyway uh back to serious stuff dr fauci forget that guy don't forget that guy he's still out there well he came out with a new warning um <laughs> just just play it maybe i think it gets back to what we were discussing just a moment ago john it's going to be a person's decision about the individual risk they're going to take. Mm -hmm. I think the people who run functions, who run big dinners, who run functions like the White House mm -hmm. Correspondents Ball or thinking back the gridiron dinner are going to have to make a determination looking at the CDC guidelines and seeing where the trends are. I mean, there are some places you go, not only is it required that you show proof of vaccination, but you have to have a negative test the day you go to a particular place. Yep. And I know a lot of social functions throughout Washington and in New York are doing the same thing. And it's up to the individual to determine what their level of risk. Mm. It's up to the individual to determine their level of risk. What, what am I hearing? Like you can actually determine what you think is best for you. Wait a second. Is this the same Anthony? Is this Tony? Is this Tony? Come on. Is this Tony, Tony, or Tony? I don't know. Yeah, he looks the same. But is it the same guy that's been telling us to lock down, quarantine, stay at home, stay in place, keep your kids home, put them behind plexiglass, mask up, wrap your face in a diaper? Is this the same guy that kept telling you to get vaccinated, to get juiced and then boosted four or five times? Is this the same guy? No, surely not. Maybe at this point in time, some of you people out there that rush to go get some chemical crammed into your arm are kind of feeling like stooges 
at this point because you were told you were told you better go do this stuff and you have no idea what the side effects were going to be or what the full-term ramifications you still don't know it's in you now you don't know and now tony's gonna come out and say well it's up to the individual to determine what's best for them oh what does that does that apply towards airplanes tony can i now get on a plane without a mask can i do that tony um what what else do i get to do because apparently apparently china they're full-blown again china i mean china's just woohoo i mean shanghai they're experiencing food shortages as its residents grapple with harsh COVID-19 lockdown conditions. You remember when we were taking our cues from China? I mean, China was welding people in their houses, just shutting them up, not ever letting them out. That's right. Yep. They, uh, China, back in, if you remember back in mid-March, they reimposed their COVID-19 restrictions on Shenzhen and Shanghai in response to the case numbers that were rising of the Omicron and Delta variants in the country. I forgot all about Delta. Wow. I thought we were an Omicron-only family now. Um, they, stopped, they, you know, they stopped short of ordering a full-fledged lockdown by restricting intercity bus services and barred citizens from leaving either Shenzhen or Shanghai unless it was deemed necessary. That means the government gets to determine if it's necessary or not. Um, so... Yeah, you go. Uh, it basically separated the city's eastern and western halves uh, using the uh, Wangpu River as a divider. The eastern half was to undergo lockdown protocols during the last days of March, so on and so forth. And then the other one had another time. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, how do you know? Co- I mean, they lie about their COVID numbers in China. So we, do we even know? Uh we don't know. We don't know how many COVID deaths have been in China, but we're supposed to determine what we do here in America because of them. We don't know their numbers. I mean, North Korea's never had a case of COVID ever. <laughs> Maybe they haven't. Who knows? Maybe they're just battling the flu over there. Ah, oh, so here we are, man, Tony. I'm so happy Anthony Fauci's back in our lives telling us that we've got freedom to do what we want to do. Yeah, this guy. I, you know, folks, listen, there, there is no cookie cutter. There's no cookie cutter medical procedure that's going to handle everybody. You go, you go to the doctor, they prescribe you medicine for whatever your condition may be. You know, it may be different. I talked about this last week on the show. For my blood pressure, you know, I used to take one thing. Now I take something else. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, we go back and we make adjustments. Not true with COVID. No, no. Treatment for COVID. you got to do this. You cannot go out. You can't color outside the lines at all. For you, it's got to be this. Uh, and now Fauci's going to turn around and tell you this hypocrite, this absolute farce of a human being, a farce of a human being, is going to tell you that now it's up to you to determine. Now he'll flip flop. He'll flip flop. He'll come back next week and it'll be something completely different. Trust me. They, they're not going to hold on to this because I don't even know if at this point he even knows what he's saying. So, so he'll hear that clip, that sound bite, and he'll go, oh, no, that's not what I meant at all. That's not what I meant. And he'll come back with a whole other deal. Watch and see, folks. I mean, right now, um, uh, I don't want to get into that because I'm going to get fired up again on a whole other deal. I'll save that for the next deal. But um, uh, 
Chris, you know, look, I don't ever walk around asking people about their medical conditions. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Chris might have high blood pressure. I don't know if he does or not. I don't care. It's not my business. Why, why suddenly have we embraced this, fully embraced this cult of knowing everybody's medical condition when it comes to COVID? Why? Well, because that, that's contagious. I don't ask him if he had the flu. I have no idea if the two gentlemen sitting across the room from me had even had the flu this year or last year. I don't know. Not my business. I don't know. This is the problem, folks. And we've got this generation. We'll go a second longer here. We got this generation. I saw these kids walking down the street, 17 years old about, walking down the street the other day. Wind's blowing. This is Texas, man. This is broad skied Texas. They're wearing the masks out there. And I was like, you know what? It's because back two years ago, they were 15. And they've been told at these developmental ages, that this is what they have to do. Now, here they are, 17, walking out there in the countryside wearing masks, still doing it. You know what? They're going to do it for the rest of their life because they've been conditioned at a young age. That's exactly what this pinhead prick wanted to do. And he accomplished it. But here he goes, spinning it because he's trying to save his own skin. We'll be right back. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Might as well keep my blood pressure high. Uh, folks, I feel like sometimes in order to talk to the left that you got to put things in terms that they can understand. So a little while ago, this whole controversy started about what they were calling the don't say gay bill in Florida. And as you and I well know, it wasn't a don't say gay bill, but that was the hook upon which the left hung its hat. And the virtue signaling response, of course, was for some of them to shout gay, 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 gay from their various platforms like the Oscars and whatever. And you got to be careful with all that crap. I mean, if you say gay three times in a mirror, Tom Cruise shows up, hops up on an Apple box and kicks your ass. But hey, if you can't beat them, join them in their ridiculousness. Let me just clear my lungs and uh, offer a rejoinder in kind. Oh, and for Joe Biden and the rest of you stupid people, in kind means to do the same thing. So here we go. Groomer, 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 groomer. You know what? That actually does kind of feel pretty good. Uh, maybe we're on to something. I know the left doesn't like it when we use that word, but I promise you that's the only reason. That's, it's just part of the reason, really, that I'm going to continue to use it. So take a little mental bus trip with me to the state of Ohio, where a substitute teacher was fired the other day for handing out pride bracelets to kids in his classes and explaining what they mean. Chris, let's take a look at this guy. There he is, Jay Bowman. He looks like Woody Harrelson in the Hunger Games. So this dude, who is himself gay, obviously, was just minding his business, no doubt teaching, reading, writing, and arithmetic to the students with whose learning he was charged, when all of a sudden they asked him about a bracelet he was wearing. Now, had he just answered the question and told them it was a pride bracelet and then moved on, he might have kept his job. I wasn't there, so I don't know. I don't have a clue what the situation would have looked like. However, that's not where he stopped. This we know. Instead, he he just decided to go all Oprah on him. You get a bracelet, you get a bracelet, you get a bracelet. And wonder of wonders and miracle of miracles, the school board's policies restrict staff from discussing their political, religious, and personal beliefs with students. And so our man, uh, you know, Jay Bowman here was terminated, let go, set free to blow wherever the wind takes him okay now you might look at this 
and think that the judgment of the school board was a little harsh. Why not issue a warning first? Why, why go straight to firing? And the honest answer is I don't know because, again, I wasn't there and I don't know this guy's history. It could be that a warning would have been sufficient or it could be that this guy's the type who caused trouble in the system before. I don't know. But here's what I do know. We're in the middle of an ideological war with the left for the hearts, minds, and souls of our kids. There will be collateral damage along the way. This Jay Bowman claims that he absolutely was not trying to groom children into his lifestyle. If he's telling the truth, then that's unfortunate. If he's not, well, he's part of the bigger problem that we're dealing with right now. There's far too much on the line at this point. And listen, if every time I've said on this show that you should get your kids out of school, you thought I was overreacting, let me ask you this. When is it going to be too much? What's the line for you? What's the last straw? And if you wait until we get to that point, well, I think you've probably waited too late. You know, people keep coming at me and they post on social media. They say, you keep coming against teachers. I am not against teachers. I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. I'm fighting for teachers. Fighting against the school system. But when I come out and people say, well, where are you seeing this stuff that's going on? There's another example right there in Ohio. You know, you can do a quick little search get on google duck duck go whatever it is you choose to use and you can post the issue at hand that we're talking about whether it's a pride bracelet or whatever that may be or chasing Buttigieg and the pride pledge and, and then just say okay school or or you could say um you know pride parade austin texas it'll pull up all the links it'll it'll show you the austin isd It'll show you their video of their pride parade out there at the elementary school of them doing it. So it's not that hard to find. So with the same amount of words that you can use to get on my social media and tap, 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 tap to ask me the question, you can ask DuckDuckGo or Google or Yahoo or whatever you use. You, you can do all of those things and get the answers you want. You don't have to ask me. Now, I get inundated with bad news. That's my job. I, Chris tries to piss me off. And he does a reasonably fair job of it. You're welcome. Now, I, <laughs> I'm supposed to get pissed off for a living, so he throws these stories of the extreme at me. But again, today's spot is tomorrow's rot. Let's talk about the extreme examples that aren't out there in a vacuum somewhere. They're not in some vacuum. They're not even in an echo chamber. They're with your kids. How many extreme examples do you have to hear before you know that we have a rottenness that is coming to our world socially, societally, collectively, culturally, that if we don't deal with it right now, look, again, I, I keep saying, keep saying, we need, you know, we need real men out there. People say, well, who, I thought you said you don't care how somebody identifies. I don't give a shit how you identify until you start trying to put it in my kid's life or start trying to pass legislation that makes me give you some kind of preferential or favorable treatment because of your schizophrenia. When that happens, it now affects me. That's no longer your freedom. You're infringing on my rights. So at that point, yeah, it ain't about your identity anymore. 
It's about your identity encroaching on my life, on the things I call my own, whether it is my property rights, my speech rights, the things I own rights, my children. These are the things that I call my own. So when your identity challenges my identity, you know, that's like a slap in the face. So I'm going to come back at you with this. Now, you want to live out there on the lake or New York City high rise or somewhere in the pasture or right downtown Chicago, and you want to dress up in, in you want to put a sparkler up your butthole and run down the street wearing butterfly wings, you knock yourself out. But you want to take that into school where my taxpayer dollars are paying your salary and it's going to do something that influences my kid so that now my kid has to come home and ask me questions. Hey, why is Mr. Johnson saying things like this? What, what does this mean? Uh-uh, I shouldn't have to have that conversation. Now, this ain't just about the schools, folks. It's about the churches. This is about politicians. This is about the librarian. This is about the PE coach. Let me ask you a question. Brings up a good point. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat. You talking this kind of stuff with kids, you need to be smacked in the mouth, okay? Figuratively, probably physically, but you need to be smacked in the mouth. You need to be brought down a notch. If I'm the PE coach at the high school and I go in and I'm teaching the girls volleyball or whatever, a lot of girls in the class for PE, and I start talking about my escapades over the weekend. Man, we went out. We were hammering shots. Whatever. I'm talking about my lifestyle that I did on Friday, Saturday night, and Sunday, fun day with your 15-year-old daughter. You'd want to kick my ass. Now, why in the hell is Jay there supposed to be talking to a 5-year-old, 6-year-old, 7-year-old, whatever the age, about his gay pride? He's not. It's not his place. Now, you'd be up in arms if, you know, the coach was doing that with your high school daughter. Why are we tolerating it? Because we're supposed to have some level of inclusivity and, and acceptance with people whose lifestyles are not our own. I don't care what your lifestyle is. Keep it out of my child's mind. End of story. There it is. You're free to be you. Go do it. But leave me out of it. Be right back. kind of good news can we get into <laughs> there's a baby formula shortage uh which is forcing walgreens to ration food now the other day i made a post it was a joke that i said in 1937 hormel came out with spam not the kind on the computer or your email like the shit you eat the the nasty meat right the potted meat you guys like spam Oh, come on. Of course, Chris would say, yeah, but no, no. And then every, then it became a big defense of spam, right? So I said, because of the food shortages <laughs> and the hoarding, they're about to release their second batch. Hardy, har, har, har. So that means it's lasted since 1937. Now they're going to make a second batch. Well, people can't take a joke. It's 2022. It's the 21st century. And people can just no longer joke about anything. So again, it turned into a big, uh, you know, everybody became spam apologists. 
and uh, then everybody, uh, then I had people say, where's those food shortages you're talking about? <laughs> this is America. I went to the grocery store. I don't see food shortages. <clears throat> just hold tight, Bubba, okay? Now, Walgreens, just one of them. Remember, today's spot is tomorrow's rot. Walgreens uh, says there's a national shortage of baby formula. Well, that's problematic. I mean, what if you adopted a baby? What if, what if you don't have the ability to breastfeed? What, what if you, you're not lactating? What if you physically can't? What if you had the baby and you can't? Oh, this is problematic. Uh, the second largest pharmacy chain store in the United States behind CVS. That's right. Walgreens, they're going to limit the amount of baby formula that customers can purchase. Because um, there's just not any there. Uh, CVS, by the way, is also experiencing some baby formula shortages. Uh, product supply challenges are currently impacting most of the retail industry. That's not me. That's a CVA, CVC, CVS uh, health spokesperson told uh, CBS News. So there you go. Um, yeah. So good luck, folks. I'm glad y'all keep having them babies. Uh because you know what? Apparently, we don't have we don't have the uh, support system in place to make sure that your babies get fed. So exciting! So exciting! We got a they them God and uh, no baby food. <laughs> We're screwed. I uh, got a TikTok. Yep. Screw me harder, Daddy. Come on. The goal of the transition closet is okay. for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. But that idea actually goes a lot further than that, because Superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who's really just who he truly is, Kal-El. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are. Groomer, 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 groomer. Why do you care who that student really is? Why is that your business? I know that this is all going to come back under the guise of how much you truly care, but maybe you freaking care too much. That's our concern. So why don't you reel all that care you have back in, Hoss, and ease up on trying to turn our kids into Superman or Superwoman or Super They Them, whatever super being they want to be. Because, hey, listen, bro, let me tell you something. Like all your 37 genders, Superman, that's a cartoon character too. It's all part of make-believe, dude. It's all part of make-believe. Everything else is a dysphoria that needs to be dealt with as a mental health issue. You're empowering this. You're empower you want to tell me why this was a statistical non-entity? This whole trans thing? And listen, God bless them. I feel for them because this is a mental health issue. Why was this a statistical non-entity? This was a subcategory of a category, statistically non-existent. Now everybody's talking about it. Maybe you're playing into the mind of a child that believes they could be anything they want to be. And on this day in make-believe, they want to wear some high heel shoes. 
And so suddenly they're supposed to be female and you're going to continue to prop this up and even promote it and propagate it. Groomer, groomer, groomer. I'm sorry. I don't care what you say about me. I'll be the biggest, most narrow-minded asshole in your mind. I don't care. I'm here to fight for kids. I'm here to fight for kids. You're not. Maybe you're caring a little too much. Check yourself. We'll be right back. Go to watchchad.com, find out where we're going to be live. That's where all the fun stuff is anyway. And uh, sh- chatonblaze.com, do some shopping, promo code CHAD10. We'll see you tomorrow night. Love you. God bless you. Bye.